I am so proud that Pastor Paul and Pastor Leslie, that they allow God to direct them and lead them. And then sometimes when, when they call my name, I'm like, oh, oh goodness. <laughs> but I know it's all because of our Jesus. And you all could be seated. Father God, as we come before you this morning, Lord, we thank you first for this day. We thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much and you gave us another chance at life. Today, God, I pray right now, Lord, that you would decrease Pam <laughs> and increase your spirit in me. Allow me to speak only what you would have me say and only allow me to do only what you would have me to do. It's all about you, God, and not about me. I pray right now for each and every person that is under the sound of my voice. I pray right now, Lord, that you will have your way in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today is a great day to be alive in Christ. To live a life in Christ is so much better than living without him. Life is difficult on its own, but without Christ, without our Jesus, without our Savior, mm, <laughs> it would be so, so hard. And our, th our theme for this year is expansion. And in our movement towards expansion, at times we may be tempted to turn back and go back to what's familiar, what's comfortable. But we understand that in our expanding, things will not always be comfortable, nor will it be easy. We will experience some growing pains. Growing pains, when we think of growing pains, we think of, um, you know, the old saying, no pain, no gain. So if we didn't have the pain in life, we wouldn't really appreciate how great our God is. We, are, we grow up through all of that. But my goal today is to encourage you to remember that turning back is not an option. We have seen God do too much. I mean, we could just look back to yesterday and just think of what God did for us on yesterday. Then think about this morning, what he did this morning. And then we think about the hard places in life where we struggle through some stuff. And, and at the time, I know I've had moments where I said, oh, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. Or I'd rather be dead than to go through this. I've said that. And I meant it at the time without Christ. But now that I have tasted and I have seen that God is good for myself. Turning back is not an option. So our example today is found in Exodus 14. Exodus chapter 14. And we're using verses 10 through 14. 
when you're ready, just say amen. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the world that we told you in Egypt, saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we would die or that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And I, I just want to, like, just in case you're not familiar with the children of Israel and Moses and Pharaoh, the children of Israel were in bondage. They were in slavery under Pharaoh. Um, life wasn't easy, because you imagine a slave. I mean, their life wasn't easy, but they would have rather stayed in Egypt than to go to a better place. So, as the Israelites, as they were leaving Pharaoh, and they got ahead, and they could look back and see Pharaoh's army on their trail, and in front of them, they see the Red Sea. So in between all this time, first of all, when the Lord told Moses to tell Pharaoh to let my people go, that was a miracle in itself that he let them go. Because he could have just fought against God and, and just, just said no the whole time and just refused the whole time. I mean, they went back and forth, but he could have just refused. But when he let them go, I also imagine that them going back would be harsher, harsher treatment, possibly, because feeling like if you left me one time, you will leave me again. But in the midst of all of this, as they look back and see Pharaoh behind them and the sea in front of them and nowhere to go, really, because if they turn back, they feel like they're going to get killed. If they go forward, they feel like they're going to drown. <clears throat> so they had witnessed God deliver them from Egypt, but their response was to grumble and complain. And they were afraid. So they grumbled, they complained, and they were fearful. And they struggled with trusting God. But to show you how great of a planner our God is, he could have, the, uh, I read a commentary that said he could have taken them 
another route, which would have taken them, gotten them to their destination in two weeks. But because that territory where they would have been going was Philistine country, and that meant that there may probably, would have probably been a war or something, and they would have had to fight, and the thought of them having to fight, God knew that that would cause them to want to turn back. So he didn't take them that way. He took them through a, a longer route, but a, peace, a more peaceful area. So that's important. So the sh um, when Jesus, excuse me, when God directed Moses on dealing with the people, I'm sure Moses got frustrated. I mean, because saying, you're seeing how God delivered us out of Egypt, and you're seeing this, and you're seeing that, and now you're still complaining, and you're still grumbling. But Moses kept on. He kept on. He stuck, stood firm on what the Lord was telling him to do. So God knew that they would have a, a desire or would want to turn around and go back to slavery. And like I said, slavery, Pharaoh and Egypt represented slavery, bondage, just things that weren't good. And in our day, when we think of slavery and bondage, when you're a child of God, that's going back to our old lifestyle, our old way of doing things. And once we have gotten to the point where we have that re serious relationship with God, it's, we can't just act like we used to act and do what we used to do. We can't do it like that because our desire is to please God. So if we go back to what we did and what we used to do, that wouldn't, that would be like a kick in the gut. <laughs> That's how I think about it to God for him to do all that he has done for us, brought us all this far, and then we just say, going back. But we also know that when we turn back, things are not easy. It, it's not like it used to be. The things that used to work during that time, it, it don't work this time. Because you've gained knowledge that you didn't have before. Just something to think about. So as the, as the people of Israel, as they got to the Red Sea and Pharaoh on their trail, that showed that they had trouble trusting, trusting God. Just like we do, we have trouble at times trusting God. When things going real good, it's so easy. You know, thank you, Lord. Bills are paid. No, the children are fine. No issues going on. But just wait a day, wait a couple of hours, things come up. It tend to just, it, things just seem to just happen. And you don't plan it. If we could plan our trouble, wouldn't that be an easy situation? We would go through our trouble in a better, with a better mindset. If we could plan it, we could, you know, this bill coming, so it's going to come this time, so all right. So I'm going to 
plan to do this, and I'm going to put that aside, and I'm going to take care of this. But we don't know those unexpected things happen, those unexpected heartbreaks, unexpected just life. And, and my, my trouble or my concerns or my, what's urgent to me may not be urgent to you. So my urgency might be a, a sickness, but your urgency might be a bill. No matter who, whose issue it is, if it's urgent to you, then it's, it's urgent. It's, it's an issue. But as we go forward, we're looking back at the fear that Israel had as they stood before the Red Sea and the Pharaoh and his army behind them, they did have the, 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 the mindset to cry out to God. They cried out, and that was the right thing to do. They did cry out. But in the midst of that crying out, they still complained to Moses, saying it would have been better for them to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. So in the midst of all the grumbling and complaining, Moses did stand his ground. He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, when they, as they stood still and Moses held out the rod and the sea divided, and they were able to walk through on dry ground. So that being a miracle in itself, knowing that only God could have done that. And then to go over on dry ground, and I imagine the, the sea closed up once they crossed over. So then imagine Pharaoh and his army drowning behind them. So they wouldn't see those Egyptians anymore. They died. Our human nature is to panic in trials. To stand still and do nothing is hard. It's hard to just don't do anything. <laughs> to wait patiently on God to come and rescue us out of our trouble is difficult in our flesh. It is. It is. We tend to think that maybe God is taking too long to work this out for me. We cry out, Lord, when are you going to work this thing out? How long is it going to take? Why are you making me wait so long? These are just things I've said myself. The harder the situation, the harder the, the issue you're dealing with, it's like, oh, God, how, how long? And we say that thing, we may, he may not come when you want him, <laughs> but he's always on time. Like, God, I want you now. I need you to work this out now. And that's just being real about where we are. We, I, I could stand here and pretend like all is well and, and I don't struggle with this from time to time. But, yes, I do struggle with this from time to time. In some areas where God has grown me up, I'm good. When issues come up, I'm good. But then there are, there are times when issues come. And they will trip up. 
they will make your heart feel like it's crumbling. <laughs> and we know your heart can't crumble, but it will make you feel like you're just dying on the inside. But God is, he's right there with us. In the midst of everything that's going on, he is right there. So this issue, whatever the issue is, it, it don't matter what it is. An issue is an issue. But whatever it is, he, we're never alone in that thing. We're never alone. As we cry out to God, as we learn to cry out to him, as we learn to pray and seek his face in our situations, he, is, he, he already knows the answer. He already knows what his plan is for our lives. He already knows the area where we need to grow up or where we need to mature. It, we may need to learn more patience. We may need to learn to trust him a little more. We may need to stop doing some things that we're doing that's outside of his will. But whatever it is, I, I know what my issues are. And sometimes when I think I got it all figured out, something will happen that'll make me see, oh, Lord, I thought I was good in that area. But then I see I need some more improvement. I need, I need God to continue to work on me in that area. And once we accept the fact or acknowledge the fact that, I need some help with this. Then God could do so much more in us. We open ourselves up to receive exactly what he has for us. Our God, he has a plan for each one of us. And his plan is far Oh, we don't think like he thinks. He, the word says that my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And he, he does everything better than we can even imagine. But he also knows how he wants this thing to end already. He already knows that part. So we have to learn to just trust him as we walk through whatever we have to walk through. God is always searching for people who will trust him in every situation, every trial that happens, every sickness, every detail of our lives. He wants us to trust him. That immediate going to panic mode, it doesn't really get you anywhere, nothing but sleepless nights and not able to eat and just not seeing your stomach, just all kind of stuff that happen when you, you don't rest in what God is trying to do. But he is our father. And as we go through, I will go through keeping a good attitude will make it better. When, when the world look at us and we're going through, we got our head hung down, and acting like we got the whole world on our shoulder. The world don't get anything from that. They just see you struggling just like they are. But when we can go through believing God and trusting God, and even when I'm going through, I'll have a smile on my face. But anybody that truly know me, they'll say, well, something going on. You may not be saying it was something going on. But 
the fact is that I don't want what I'm going through to discourage anybody from having a relationship with my God. Because we learned last Sunday that God is greater than any problem, any situation, any sickness. He is greater than all of that. So as we go through, we got to know who to go to. So we have got to remember that. We got to. We have got to remember that Jesus said he will never leave us. and He will never forsake us. We have got to remember that. And as we live this life, trouble will come. Not maybe, not possibly, but they will come. And, and it, the word also says it rains on the just and the unjust. So if you're alive in this world, you will have trouble. We go through our go-through times. We want God to answer a certain way in a certain time frame. <laughs> and sometimes God just does not answer the way we want him to. But he does answer, and he, he answers the best way and the best time that is in his time frame. The time frame that we go through, I imagine that the longer we have the bad attitude or the longer we don't trust him, we have to keep repeating those lessons over and over and over again until we get it. So if our struggle or if our issue is finances, then until we start trusting God in that area, we're going to continue to struggle in that area. If it's trusting God in, with our family, we're going to have to keep going through family issue after family issue until we give it to God for real. We tend to give God situations and issues, and then we take it back. Like, oh, Lord, I just need you to do this, and I need you to do it like this, and I'm, I'm expecting you to do this. And then when God don't do it the way we want him to do it, we're a little disappointed. Like, oh, Lord. But then we have to remember that he said he allowed all things to work together for the good of those that love him, that are called according to his purpose. Not about us, not about what we want, because we don't really know what's best for us. We may have our own plan. But our plan don't always work out the way we want it to. And I feel because God is in control and he created me and he know all about me. He know exactly what I need and he knows exactly what he has set for my life. So he allowed those things to grow me up. The scripture says that God knows our ending from the beginning. Let's turn to Isaiah 46, verse 8. Isaiah 46, verse 8 through 10. I'm sorry, 9 through 10. Let me know when you're ready. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, 
declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So basically, the Lord is telling us that he will do what he want to do. Amen. There's no one like him. And we, we've learned that just by living in this world any amount of time. People, they love you today, and then they got a problem with you tomorrow. People will turn on you in a minute. But God, he loves us for real. He loves us unconditionally. There is nothing we can do that will make God love us less. And there is nothing that we can do that will make him love us even more. He loves us all the same. He has no favorites, even though, like, I like to say I am the apple of his eye. <laughs> but we all are. He looks at all of us the same way. So when we have a relationship with him, that makes it all more special. We're, we're valuable to him. And so we look at the things that, that he does for us, but then when we give back doing for him, I mean, just being a part of the kingdom and living a kingdom life, doing the things that please God, helping other people, doing for other people, looking out for other people, caring about the things that God cares about, that's adding to his kingdom. So God is so unique in his knowledge and is in control of the future. His purpose is to carry out what he has planned. When we are tempted to go after anything that promises pleasure, comfort, peace, or security, separate from God, we must remember our commitment to God. We must remember that we have committed our lives to God. So when the, the worldly things come up or things come up and we kind of shy away from God to go after those things, then we're wrong. And the conviction should set in. If you are truly a child of God, conviction should set in. And conviction comes from, from God. Condemnation where you feel like, oh, I... I messed up. I don't I, I can't go back because I messed up too bad. God won't forgive me for this. That comes from the enemy. He wants you to stay right in your mess. He don't want you to grow. He don't want you to trust God. He don't want you to uh, represent the kingdom in a good way. He wants you to turn your back on God to make his kingdom stronger. But God is greater than all of that. He is greater. Just the difference in having Christ and not having him. And we all can think back. Think back to the life you had before Christ. And think to the life you have now in Christ. Totally different. And I tell this testimony all the time. I was so, I guess I had been hurt so much. So I didn't want nobody to hurt me. So if you even acted like you hurt me, I was going off. If you did anything that was, that was totally out of 
<laughs> yeah, if, if I interpreted it to mean that you was trying to hurt me, I would go off. And, and I, I, I do this all the time because I want you to understand how God changes and how he works in us. Before this piece of paper could hit the flow, I would have done, said exactly what I wanted to say and meant every word of it. But now that I know Christ, and, and you know, sometimes we think that those things are going to happen immediately. They don't happen immediately. God is able to do it immediately. But sometimes he, he doesn't because we need to grow in that process. So when I realized I had been changed in that area, something happened, and I didn't respond that same way. And I didn't think about it at the moment. Like later on that day, I was sitting, and it came to me what happened. And I said, oh, wow. <laughs> My exact words, oh, God must be doing something to me for real. <laughs> funny but that's I said that I said that because I know me <laughs> and then sometimes things happen now and that old nature that roaring it where where you you wanna but you don't but thank God for Jesus but you want to react that same way but you know you can't so instead of reacting tears might roll you might walk away, have your quiet moment, like, don't bother me right now. But we've grown. We've grown. If we handle situations the same way we used to, and we know that that wasn't right, and we're still doing it now, we got to check ourselves. Because people will be turned away from our God if we represent the kingdom. And we're carrying ourselves all kind of ways. And then when they see us react all kind of ways, then it's, you know their favorite word, oh, I thought she was a Christian. So sometimes we have to apologize even when we don't, we don't really feel we're all wrong. <laughs> but we have to say, I need to apologize to you because I said this to you and I meant what I said, but I didn't mean it in a harsh way. Because even being, even being a, a supervisor, I mean, sometimes you have to say stuff, and you mean what you say, but you can't say it in a nasty way. You can't say it in a hateful way, but you still have to say it. And just like our children, when our children get out of line or they do things, if we don't say anything, or, or we just pacify it, just let it go, then they're not going to grow. They're going to keep on doing that thing. Well, mama didn't say nothing this time, so. But once you nip that in the bud right then and say and do what you need to do to correct them, then if they're obedient children, we won't have that issue no more. But sometimes you have to keep, keep. <laughs> yeah, yes, put that rod to them, mother, yes. <laughs> But, <laughs> but it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. So we, we're God's children. So when we, when we get out of line, then God has to allow us to bump. He has, and Pastor used the same, bust your head to the white meat. 
But God has to allow us to, to bump. And we can fall, but he's right there to lift us up. But we have to make sure that we're lined up, that we're doing what we're supposed to do. Keeping our heart pure towards God and everything else. Remember, when we seek God first, then the things, all the things will be added to us. Keeping God first. So the Israelites, they had to learn from experience after experience, experience, trial after trial, that God was able to provide for them. Once again, they witnessed it. They knew it. But they just struggle with that trust, struggle with it. So when we focus on God's faithfulness, in the past trials we've had, we see how God was faithful. He took care of us in that trial. He didn't allow us to, sometimes I, I've been to the point where I didn't want to live. But in the midst of me not wanting to live in that situation, God showed himself he showed himself, and there's a, a song, you don't hear it much, but back in the day, you used to hear it on WSOK, and it says, he was there all the time, he was there all the time, waiting patiently in line, God was right there all the time. In the midst of me making a decision to not live, I heard that, and when I heard it, I said, oh, and then I realized the sin that had come into my life where I, was, I backed away from him. And when I backed away from him and started doing the things that wasn't pleasing to him, and that moment, life was hard for me. I mean, at that moment, I, I started making all kinds of decisions for my children and stuff. And when I look back now, and I think about had I made that decision, I think about the impact that it would have, have on my children. I think about I would have never gotten married. I mean, I, just a lot of things I wouldn't have witnessed, the good things. But then the bad things, even though a lot of bad has happened, when I look back now, I can see the good in why it happened or why it had to happen. All you have to do is just, just think about it. Just think, think about the worst thing that happened in your life. One of the worst, because some people may have a, a, lot of worse, a lot of worse, but if you think about the worst thing that happened in your life, and then you think about how it impacts your life now, we can encourage somebody else that's going through that same thing, somebody that's still broken in that area, we can minister to others, we can teach people and tell people that God is able, what he did for me, he can do it for you, but if we keep all, all our heartaches and our issues a secret, nobody can be healed from that, nobody can be delivered because we're keeping it within but to be able to just open up and, and share, it's a blessing to somebody. And 
I talk to young people all the time, and they, they say Mama Pam, but I tell them the truth. Like Daughters of the Promise, when we used to meet and we were able to minister to our young girls, we were able to teach them things that probably some parents didn't teach us, but we had to learn in the streets, so we had to learn it from, from experience. But there are things that young ladies need to be taught. And in our ministry, we taught our young ladies what's expected of them. We taught them. And life can be easier if we could just learn from others. If we could learn from other people's mistakes, life would be so much. We would not have to go through so much, go through. But some people have to learn by actually doing it for themselves. And even though it's a hard place to be, but some people just learn better that way. But in our relationship with our father, prayer is so important. We need his guidance. We need him. We cannot live this world, in this world, and face all that we have to face on a daily basis without him. If you are without him, imagine... If you had him, and all the good things we're saying about him, if you had Christ, imagine, can your life be any worse than what it already is? Can we take the chance on possibly believing that things could be better? Just something to think about. Just something to think about. When we're in those hard places in life, turning back to the old ways is not an option. We've got to stop looking back and keep moving forward. And the frustration of life, the difficulty of life, all that is life. <laughs> it's life. And life will happen, but we have got to learn to keep God first, call out to him, cry out to him, and let him know, I can't do this life without you. When we pray, we're basically saying, God, I need you. I, I need you. But when we don't communicate with him, it's like saying, well, I, I could do this on my own. I got this. I got this. But it's not so. It may, things may look like you, you're in control. It may look like you're handling it pretty well. But things will turn and show you exactly who's who <laughs> in a moment. So it is so important that we understand that in the midst of everything we go through, God will never forsake us. He will never forsake us. So I want to give you some evidence of this, okay? So <laughs> let's go to, uh, let's start with Psalms 46 and 1. Psalms 46 and 1.
Psalms 46 and 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So a refuge is a safe place. <laughs> it's a safe place. So in our trouble, God is our safe place. Let's move over to Psalm 62 and 8. This is just evidence. You can write it down so you can remember. When you go through, you can just go back to your notes and, and say, okay, I remember this. He is my refuge. So Psalm 62 and 8, it says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. And calm, pause and calmly think about that. I learned that from Elder. So trust him at all times. Only trust him when things are going good. <laughs> all times. No matter what's going on, whether it's good, whether it's bad, if it's heartbreaking, trust him at all times. Let's move over to Psalm 91 and 15. ready? He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And I got to do 16. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. It don't matter what you're going through. It don't matter. The word is there. This is evidence that God is with us in whatever we go through, whatever we're going through, he is with us. Let's move over to Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Deuteronomy 31 and 6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And then just a verse over down to the eighth verse, Deuteronomy 31 and 8. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. So we don't have to walk around all sad and buckled over in shame. He is with us. Let's go over now to Psalms 37 and 28. All this is evidence that we're not alone when we go through. We're not. Psalms 37 and verse 28. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. So we're special to God, and he loves us all. He loves us all. He's just wanting and desiring that all of us, that all of us be saved. That's what he wants. He don't want anyone to die and go to hell. 
none of us. He doesn't want that for us. But we have a choice. We have a choice. And just like when we go through our go through, we have a choice. We can have a good attitude and trust God, or we could just put our head down and get depressed and waddle. And I call it um, having a, a wild pity party. And when you're having a pity party, those who love pity parties will show up. Yeah. Because complainers love complainers. You appreciate each other. But when, when you, if you're a complainer and you talk to somebody that's not a complainer, I'm saying, nah, that could work out. But you got to stop being all down about it. And even when, when, when I get in my hard places and I'm dealing with stuff and I have to, like, talk to myself, like, girl, you better stop this. Stop it. Because I could cry, but the crying not helping nothing. It's just giving me a headache and making the situation seem worse than probably what it actually is. But when we can go through and just look to God and say, Lord, your words say that you allow all things to work together for my good. And so even in this, I don't see how it's going to work, but I'm believing you and I'm trusting you that it's going to work for my good. And it, just a different attitude. Because remember, God is greater. He is greater than anything we can face. So going forward, we must move forward. All of God's promises to us, they are true. He's not going to break his promises. He's not going to say, well, you didn't do good enough this week, so this promise, I'm not giving you this. But his promises are true. He is not against us. He is for us. So if you're a parent, you know how you feel about your children. You will, you will fight a rock about your children. You will go against anybody with your babies. And it doesn't matter how old they are. I mean, your babies are your babies. And mamas feel that way more so, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so that's a mama thing. But still, our, the love that we have for our children is I, I, next to God, I think, Nobody could love like a mama. <laughs> but God loves even more than we love them. And so, God loves us so much, not for what we can do for him, but because we are his children. And once we call on the name of Jesus for salvation, nothing, no trouble, no danger, no sword, will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that's Romans 8, 35 through 39. That's the scripture for it. There is nothing that we can do that will make God love us less. Even when we disappoint, when I consider disappointing him, he doesn't love me any less. The Holy Spirit um, that conviction comes, and then I just know that I need to get it right. I need to repent, turn away from that thing, t 
tell, tell the Lord I'm sorry and mean it from my heart. And when you do it, when you apologize and you do it from your heart, that means that you won't just go back to that thing. But when you do it and then you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, that's not true repentance. That's not true repentance. So the enemy will have you say, see, you can't stop. You can't stop this and you can't stop that. And God don't love you. See how you acted just now. See how you treated her just now. God don't, God, he can't accept you back. He can't forgive you for that foolishness. But the devil is a liar. God will forgive you for anything that you do. You just have to admit it. Just say it. God, I failed you in this area, and he will forgive you. T.D. Jake said, it is hard to let go of comfort to move towards some discomfort, which will lead us to the better place. And I'm going to repeat that part. It is hard to let go of comfort to move towards some discomfort, which will lead us to the better place. The better place is the place where God wants us to be. So, Portia used to sing a song and said, if, uh, if I don't want to go, if God is not there, I don't want to go. So, wherever we go, whatever we do, we want God to be there. We want his presence to be there. But if we're doing things, and if we're living a life where God would not be pleased, then the thought of knowing that God sees all, he hears all, he knows all, that's a little scary. But if you can just commit to him, and no matter what come, no matter what go, God, I'm committed to you. I'm sold out to you. What an amazing testimony that would be. I can just imagine him saying, I am so pleased with you. He's smiling. So as we continue to expand, no matter what come, no matter how we feel, keep moving. Don't ever turn and focus on what is already behind you. It is so, so easy to turn back. Don't look back. If you, if you glance back, glance back to say, let me tell you how God delivered me. Tell your testimony. Give your testimony. But when life gets hard, don't go back to that old life. The thing about going back is things won't work out the same. But once God has delivered you in certain areas and you go back, to that way, it's harder to come back because you, you, you get that, I messed up, I'm not strong enough, I can't do it, I'm not going to try no more because God don't love me, but all oh, that's a lie. But the thing is, when he delivered you in an area and then you go back, you make that thing stronger. But if you could just keep moving forward, keep looking ahead, and just watch God do what he's going to do. He is amazing. 
And the scripture, when I started out, I was saying, oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. And mama could tell us a whole lot of stuff. Grandmama could tell us a whole lot of stuff. Granddaddy, uncles, aunts. And I could tell my children, I could tell my nieces and my nephews how good God is. But when I could tell them what he's done for me, but when they can figure it out for themselves, when they see it for themselves, they can hold on tighter to it. We could do religion for a long time. And some people are still doing religion, but we want relationship. Relationship is what's valuable. Relationship is what will keep you strong. Relationship, relationship with our Father and this word, we need it. We need this word more than we need food. When we get in the, to that point where, where it just seems so hard, get into your word. And, and sometimes you don't even have to really search. Sometimes you could just open your Bible and it'll land on something that you need. But then if you have a certain, whatever you're going through, just look it up. I mean, we got the smartphones now. You could put um, money struggles or whatever scriptures or sickness scriptures, healing scriptures, um, addiction scriptures, whatever. Whatever you put in there, some scriptures will come up. And so even in the smartphone, God is faithful in his word. <laughs> ah, because... Somebody created a smartphone so that we can have quick access to information. So that information that we get access to, that word we need it. And sometimes we don't have our Bibles with us, but we do have our phone. And so, and it'll come up like that. And then you just hit the one you want and start reading. <laughs> That's true. But turning back is not an option. And I just want to encourage you to not look back. Don't go back. God has been too good to us. He has brought us too far to turn around and go back. I encourage you, if you do not know Christ for yourself, if you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, Today is a great day to give your life to him. He loves you so much, and he's just waiting on that moment when you decide to give it up, surrender all, and just give your life to him, and let him do the marvelous things he wants to do in your life. <laughs>